Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. In the story of Jonah, I noticed an interesting comparison. Man's prejudice versus God's mercy. Have you ever hated something or someone so much that you would rather die than have anything to do with them or see them prosper in any way? Jonah is a heart check for me. What is more important to me, my personal bias, even if the facts seem to justify it, or God's mercy and love for all people? Do I want my will or God's will to be done? From the first chapter of Jonah, we see that God is a God of mercy. Jonah is given the command to go to Nineveh and call them to repentance. In Jonah 1, 1 through 3, we read, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah, that's interesting, it says, but Jonah, arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Why would he do this? Why would he run roughly a thousand miles away in the opposite direction? Well, we'll get to that. But an interesting note is that Jonah thought he could flee from God's presence. When I am willfully disobedient, does it draw me to God or tempt me to run away from God? Is it even possible to escape God's presence? Did Jonah think that God was only present in his hometown? Is this an arrogant way to view God? Is he only where I'm from? Does he only love my people? But back to Jonah running from God. Jonah goes on a boat ride. And God shows Jonah that he is in control. The Lord sends a storm. I'll repeat that. The Lord sends a storm. Verse 4 in the first chapter of Jonah says, But the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship was about to be broken up. Now the sailors were afraid of this storm, and every man cried out to his God, and they started to throw cargo out of the ship into the sea to lighten the load. But that didn't help. But Jonah had gone down into the lower parts of the ship. He had lain down and was fast asleep. So it's, it's interesting that they started throwing cargo off the ship. And sometimes we think maybe if I just get rid of some things, the storms in my life will go away. But let's see how this played out for them. They cast lots, and the casting of lots was a way to uh, discern the will of God or the gods 
that they were serving at that time. Maybe like flipping a coin or rolling dice or drawing straws. The short straw fell on Jonah. And they went to Jonah and they asked him. And they said, please tell us. Whose cause is this trouble on us? What is your occupation, Jonah? And where do you come from? What is your country? And of what people are you? So he said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and dry land. It's interesting that he said he feared the Lord, but still he willfully disobeyed the Lord and ran the opposite direction that the Lord told him to go. So Jonah confesses his sin and the men unfortunately have to decide to throw him in the sea because where they were from is most likely that their God demanded human sacrifice in order to be appeased. So they throw Jonah into the sea and the sea is calmed But we see an interesting thing happen here. We see that these sailors, after the sea is calm, they turn to the true and living God. And they say this, Therefore they cried out to the Lord and said, We pray, O Lord, please do not let us perish for this man's life. They regretted throwing Jonah into the sea. And do not charge us with innocent blood, for you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. It's interesting that pagan sailors were more interested in pleasing God than Jonah, who said he feared God. It says, So they picked up Jonah and threw him into the sea, and the sea ceased from its raging. Now, we all know that our, the Lord God does not demand human sacrifice. That's not what he wants. He wants our hearts. That's the sacrifice that he wants. He wants us to turn to him and give our will up for his will. That's the sacrifice that the Lord God wants. It says, Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice to the Lord and took vows. It's so interesting that Jonah would rather die than preach to Nineveh and have them be saved. See, Jonah hated Nineveh because Nineveh was the capital of the Assyrian Empire and the Assyrians were known to be dreadfully wicked people. They did horrible, horrible things. They were known to torture people in terrible and disgusting ways. Even women and children were not spared from the wrath of the Assyrians. Jonah did not want them to be saved, as we will see a little bit later in the text. Jonah hated them. And by everything that you see in their history, you would think he would have every right to. Jonah asked to be thrown in. These sailors are merciful at first, but eventually throw Jonah into the sea. The sea calms and the men pray to the Lord and ask his forgiveness. Then a beautiful thing happens. These men turn to worship the true and living God. The men who were once pagans came to fear the Lord God, the creator of heaven and earth, the God of sea and land, as Jonah called him. They offered sacrifices to him and they took vows to serve him. 
the true and living God. It's interesting that even in Jonah's disobedience, the saving plan of God is at work. God always wants to save. Even in our disobedience, God's plan of salvation is at work. The question is, will we be on the side of blessing as we're obedient to his will? Or will be on the side, will we be on the side of cursing and disobedience? Because God's will will be accomplished. If we look at another story, the story of Queen Esther, she was told to go and approach the king to save her people, and she was scared to do that. Because you didn't approach kings in those days without being invited. You could be killed for it. And she was told, listen. God is going to save his people. So either you cooperate with the plan of salvation and be blessed or God will accomplish salvation anyway, but you and your whole household will be destroyed. So we have to make a choice because God's plan will be accomplished. Are we going to be blessed or are we going to be cursed? Are we going to be obedient or are we going to be disobedient? We have to understand that it is our privilege, not our right, to be a part of God's plan of salvation. God is merciful. God saves. We are just the messengers of salvation. Faithful messengers receive the blessing. But God is still merciful to Jonah. God prepares a hiding place inside the belly of a great fish. Jonah cries out to God from the belly of the fish. In chapter 2, verse 1 through 2. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the fish's belly. And he he said, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction. And he answered me, out of the belly of Sheol I cried. And you heard my voice. God shows that he is in charge again by hearing Jonah's prayer and commanding the fish to spit Jonah out. On dry land, God's mercy is on display again. The fish spits Jonah safely on dry ground. How many times have I found myself in disobedience to God? And he hears my cries for mercy and puts me safely on dry ground. Jonah leaves the belly of the fish and the dry ground and he goes to Nineveh. He obeys God. And Jonah preaches to the Ninevites. Jonah chapter 3, verse 1 through 4 reads, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach to it the message that I tell you. God gave Jonah a second chance. For the sake of Nineveh's salvation, God gave Jonah a second chance. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh, According to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city, a three-day journey in extent. And Jonah began to enter the city on the first day's walk. Then he cried out and said, Yet forty days and Nineveh will be overthrown. Nineveh believes and repents. Jonah is angry. And he reveals why he is angry. 
chapter 4 verse 1 through 2 says but it displeased Jonah exceedingly and he became angry so he prayed to the Lord and said ah Lord was not this what I said when I was still in my country therefore I fled previously to Tarshish for I know that you are a gracious and merciful God slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness one who relents from doing harm then Jonah says therefore now O Lord please take my life from me for it is better for me to die than to live Jonah is so angry at the Ninevites repenting and receiving God's salvation that he asked to die this makes me ask the question what prejudices do I have that make me this angry is there anyone or any group that I am prejudiced against that I hate so much I want them to die and go to hell even in this God shows his mercy to Jonah again but God uses it to reveal Jonah's heart in chapter 4 verses 6 through 11 we read, And the Lord God prepared a plant and made it come up over Jonah, that it might be shade for his head to deliver him from his misery. So Jonah was very grateful for the plant. But as morning dawned the next day, God prepared a worm, and it so damaged the plant that it withered. And it happened when the sun arose that God prepared a vehement east wind, and the sun beat on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. Then he wished death for himself and said, it is better for me to die than to live. Then God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the plant? And he said, it is right for me to be angry, even to death. But the Lord said, you have had pity on the plant for which you have not labored, nor made it grow, which came up in a night and perished in a night. And should I not pity Nineveh, that great city, in which are more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right hand and their left, and much livestock? What is important to us? Our prejudice or God's saving grace? Is God's plan of salvation our priority? So we see in the story of Jonah, that God is merciful. We need to examine our hearts and ask the Lord to remove prejudice from our hearts. Some of us have been through terribly painful situations. Some of us have experienced discrimination, bias, abuse, prejudice, violence, oppression, marginalization but we cannot allow this to imprison us the great theologian Howard Thurman said in his book Jesus and the Disinherited in order for an oppressed people to be truly free they must be free from three demons the demon of hatred the demon of deceit and the demon of fear 
We need to say, like Jesus said, nevertheless, not my will, God, but your will be done. Every message we share, hopefully, is a message that leads us closer to the gospel. If you have not made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, do that now. Jesus said he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to God the Father except through him. If you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord of your life and believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Jesus loves you and I so much that he died for our sins and for the sins of our oppressors. Salvation is the free gift of God to those who believe. Believe on Jesus, confess Jesus, and follow Jesus. He is the only way, truth, and life. He loves you, and he is coming back for you if you believe. <laughs>